0: Last time on Distinguished Adventurers. Our companions are currently in a pitched battle with a trio of strange bird creatures that attacked them while they were investigating an old campsite. They dispatched the two little ones, but the larger beast remains undeterred from the fight. Not only is it physically menacing, but it seems to be attempting to sniff out magical effects or items, becoming focused on anyone casting spells. And with that, we rejoin our battle already in progress. Alright, it is now the big, well the only thing that's left, it's its turn. And I think I realized that I hadn't described it fully now that it's in enough light that you can all see it and smell it and hear it. It is a large creature, both in the physical sense and in the technical sense. You think when you first look at it, it might be some kind of vulture, but it has no feathers it's It's a vulture with only folds of skin that kind of roll over on its body and it's got four legs instead of two legs and a and a set of wings, and the claws on this thing are almost too big for the size of its hands of its feet and the beak on it is wicked and every time it goes to make an attack with that beak it does take that moment to kind of just sniff and smell like it's like it's sensing something and in this moment its beady little yellow eyes are focused focused on el torito you did just attack it quite a bit so its beak is coming down on you okay does a 16 hit. Yes. You are gonna take 10 piercing damage. I will
1: have that bit because Ah. I'm raging.
0: And do you have any magical effects or spell-like effects on you? I mean, if you count the divine fury of the uh,
1: feathered serpent, then uh, no, no, not. Sadly, the divine fury does not count as magic.
0: Okay, so it's going to try to bring its talon down on you this time. It rolled a 23, which I assume hits. That's 17 slashing damage. Which is going to be eight, right? If you're, you're raging, you take half. As this claw comes down on you, it does not lift back up. So it slashes into you and then pulls you to the ground. And you are now grappled. Okay. And restrained. Okay. Uh, there is an a escape from it. You can, on your turn, use an action to try to escape from it, but it just pins you right to the stone under it. And you can almost see a little bit of saliva coming off of that giant beak, but it is done, and it is Thaviapen's turn.
2: Oh, yay. So Thaviapen is going to cast Mind Spike on it. Ooh, okay. Tell I me like about that, that. We
0: have the same
3: instinct about how to fix this.
2: <laughs> yeah, break the big bird. Yeah. So basically, I reach into the mind of one creature I can see within range, in this case, this giant bird. Target must make a wisdom saving throw. They're going to take psychic damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a success. And on a failed save, it kind of works like Hunter's Mark in that I'll always know its location. All so, right. A little bit of Travancore continuity there. And I love it. Uh, just for flair... Thubby is going to actually—that's the laziest thing to do when it comes to like a mind spell. He's actually going to put both of his fingers on his temple. and He's going to raise one of his eyebrows, like Dwayne Johnson, as if he's trying to cover the he's being brought into the board of directors of a company to cover up the crimes of their man, to do, at least distract us from him.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: timely reference. Timely. Timely. Very timely
0: reference. I rolled a five, which I'm pretty sure fails.
2: Yeah. Yes. That's going to be full damage. Here we go. Oh, two ones. What the heck? Yeah. So all of that for ten
1: damage. Yeah,
0: it's still that's ten damage. Bad. It winces, and while it doesn't move its head away from where it's got El Torito pinned, you watch as the one eye on that side. You know how, how birds, because they can't really look directly in front of them, they're always kind of looking to the side. That one eye that was focused down on El Torito moves to glare at you. Anything else?
2: Delphi happens to taunted a little bit. <laughs>
0: oh, I want to hear these taunts or see the taunts. What, what do you do to taunt it? Oh,
2: well, he's a performer. Jazz hands. <laughs> so it's
3: not like return heckling. It's not like you've gotten really good at heckling a heckler. It's
0: just taunt. Yeah. Let me ask savvy up on something. Are you looking to distract just enough to have it be distracted? Or are you trying to actually pull it away? Like have it come to attack you? Like how much are you just trying to distract it? Or are you trying to make it come for you?
2: Candidly, there's no tactics here. I think they'll be up just being petty.
0: Okay. I like petty. I like petty too. Tell me what he does and, and I'll tell you what to roll.
2: I'm supposedly to a creative person. Let me think. What would he say if someone was heckling him?
0: Listen, if you can't come up with something specific to say, you can give me a generalities. Like, I know we we, we don't make our barbarian run around with an actual hammer, so if our bard Oh, slash... I got one. I got okay. one.
2: He's just gonna put his hands up and just like do a couple of arm flaps and that's it. the chicken dance. Not
0: even make any noise? Not just, even make just any just noise, just
2: like flap the wings twice and just look, look him dead in the eye.
0: All right, all right. Uh, roll a performance check at disadvantage.
2: Disadvantage, even though he's an accomplished uh, street performer. But okay, I get it.
0: But are you a stand-up comedian? I think all street performers have to be stand-up comedians in a way. Here we go. What is that? Oh, I saw a and I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, oh, that was a dachshund twenty, but it's
2: disadvantage so seventeen.
0: Seventeen is still real good. The eye that it started glaring at you as you mind spiked it narrows even more, but it does not move from its position. Anything else?
2: I think I'm staying put too. I'm done.
0: All right, Zeph. It is your turn. You're staring down this naked vulture.
4: Yep. All right. So my no longer Carlton spiritual weapon will now move into position. Okay. And I will make my bonus action attack with that. 24 to hit. Is it? For a whopping four, force.
0: All right. The moon slams into it. And then what would you like to do? How's
4: this thing looking? Give me a perception check. I am quite perceptive with a 17. At least I hope I am.
0: It's a little hard to tell because you've never seen this creature before, but the fact that it doesn't have anything covering up its skin helps a little bit. It's looking pretty hurt, but it doesn't look like it's planning on leaving anytime soon.
4: All right. In that case, we are going to do spirit guardians. Yes.
3: Do they look like little Neil Armstrongs? <laughs>
0: the spirit guardians are
4: more of like uh, a beautiful mind, abstract geometries and numbers, Ooh. all like forming as like the <laughs> arcane sigils are kind of coming together to form the protective barriers.
1: Jules, I would have also accepted the Apollo mission uh, command modules.
3: Oh yes, maybe, little, little, <laughs> tiny, little, little tiny, little tiny command, command modules. modules. Remember,
1: I've got two gods. You, you see, Michael Collins waving from one. Yeah, to two. I was gonna say <laughs>
3: it's like it wouldn't be Neil no Armstrong in that case; it'd be Michael Collins.
1: I love it. Uh, obviously
4: designating all of my allies as unaffected.
0: Okay. What's the save for that?
4: The, it'll be a wisdom save for me. It has Please.
0: consistently not been bad at that, although it, it did roll real, real, real well. 16?
4: Uh, my save is a 15, so it'll only take half
0: damage. Okay. Um, it seems to understand the numbers and the geometry more than you think, and so it's not quite as hurtful. Uh, it. So
4: it'll take seven radiant damage. And is the radiant doing anything extra?
1: No.
0: Not that you can see, no. El
1: Torito, That's what El Torito meant earlier with his comment, because he also does radiate damage.
0: So far in all of this, you haven't seen any type of damage in specific do more or less than you were expecting. Are you moving? Nope, I'm staying. El Torito, you're up.
1: Nope, El Torito is uh, on the floor, so he is going to... Uh,
0: yeah, you are grappled and restrained.
1: No, he's not down. He uh, is, yeah. still has 34 hit points, so he's not hmm. down yet but he is going to say uh, you are the weirdest looking Varrock I've ever seen and he is going to he met Varrock before didn't like him
0: Oh, yeah, I'll say sure. Why not? They're not so... Rocks aren't so weird. El knows this isn't one, but the resemblance is definitely there. weird bird character creatures, yeah.
1: He is going to... I mean, what does he have to lose to attack recklessly? So this is a straight roll on his first one. Oh, I really wish I had a bonus to hit. Uh, This sucks because 13 misses. He's going to try again. 13 does miss. This time with disadvantage. Yeah, misses again. Oof.
0: It's hard to swing that big hammer when you're pinned to the ground by a claw that is the size of you. Anything else?
1: I guess he could try his other hand axe that'd be at least something. Oh, he's just gonna, because he hasn't used action, he's gonna reach for the hand axe he dropped and try and stick it in him as well.
0: Yeah. Cinematically, we watch as your other hand kind of leans out from under this creature and reaches and just grabs. And uh, uh, what'd you roll?
1: I rolled a uh, 16.
0: It does hit. Go ahead and roll damage.
1: Let's go ahead and so four flashing damage, but he gets to add his divine fury. Absolutely. So eight more radiant damage.
0: Yeah, this thing is looking pretty rough, but once again, undeterred. Anything else? Uh, That is it. Una, it's your turn.
3: Una is gonna cast uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter on the creature
0: interesting
3: all right all right what's the save for that uh it is a wisdom save does the creature have an intelligence score of more
0: than four though it does oh let's see if it saves does a 16 save
4: lauren stop rolling well
0: una roll me a uh arcana check that's a 14. with a 14 you had an up close and personal encounter with this thing. You've watched it hone in on magic and uh, spellcasters and magical effects and things. You get the sense that it might have some natural resistances to magic, so it might it might be having an easier time avoiding magic stuff. Oh! I
4: don't amend my statement, Lauren. Stop rolling. Well,
0: <laughs>
3: tits. Just
0: hit it. Anything uh, else? El Torito,
1: just hit it.
3: Just hit it. I, I've,
1: been, I've been throwing.
3: Thubby and no magic. Do you have any, hit it with the
0: thing. I will clarify, out of game, this thing has advantage on saving throws against magical effects.
3: I was starting to get
0: the feeling. So you can still attack it. Ah, yeah, you can really still attack it. I'm really surprised that the
1: mind spike actually hit.
0: I rolled real low. I rolled like a two a yeah. three or something. Yeah. Anyway, anything else, Una? Una's just gonna crouch down a little bit. All right, you crouch down. Inspiration die.
3: Oh, yeah, here. Yeah, good part. I got the bardic inspiration. And uh, (laughs) who would like it? It's a
1: damn mitigating
3: pigeon again.
1: Get (laughs) out of here.
3: Did did I tell you guys I did get shat on this summer? Like, actually shat on by pigeons.
0: Oh, man. I should have attacked y'all with pigeons.
3: (laughs) Who would like it? El Torito. El Torito. El Torito, would you like... A bardic inspiration, a pigeon flies past you. You don't know where it came from. It poops on you and you are inspired. And that's how bardic inspiration works for this campaign, ladies and gentlemen.
1: (laughs) Amazing. What, it's a D6 or a D8?
0: It's a D6. Awesome. The pigeon that flies by that poops on you also does not distract the beast as it's going to bring its beak down on El Torito.
4: It has advantage. And it's starting its turn oh. in
0: my Spirit Guardians. I'm taking a picture of this because no one will ever believe me if I don't. What are we taking picture? I
1: think it's. I think the damage it took from the Spirit Guardians is gonna kill it.
0: That might, we'll see, we'll see. But not that I needed to, but it just rolled two natural 20s because it had advantage.
1: Lord, I, I still
4: keep my past statement. Stop rolling so well.
0: I'm going to crash your computer. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> the Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game, and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum Chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on March 10th at 8pm Pacific. So open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. F-U-M-S-E-X-U-L s-o-w-n so use that code and let us know on twitter or instagram what goodies you got and now enough of the loot drops back to the show let me do the save for the spirit guardians it was wisdom wisdom save okay well there you go uh that's an eight
4: great you take eight radiant damage because i rolled two ones
0: all right it is it is still up to make this attack against El Torito, we already know that we don't have to worry about the charisma saving throw. And he is still raging. It's a vicious strike. Oof, you're going to take 28 piercing damage. I'll take half of it. 14. That.
1: <laughs> 14, yeah.
0: Yeah, it comes down. And interestingly enough, El Torito, as this beak comes down on you, it's like it's almost aiming for where you pull the hammer out for hammer space.
1: That is a bit disconcerting. Uh, Mr. Varrock, you can kindly get off me now.
0: It does not, but because it is pinning you, it can't do anything with its other talon, and it is done. Thaviyappen,
2: it is your turn. All right, so we're going quarterstaff on this boy. Okay, no magic.
1: No, you can also still attack it. Like, it just has advantage against saves. So if you... If you throw like a scorching ray or a magic missile or something, because I've got a feeling your quarterstaff is probably not going to be all that effective. Yeah. Most fair. of my
3: magic attacks are saving throws. It's kind of the same. A lot with of them me. are.
1: Um, so I was going to run
2: and say, kill it before it kills me, but let me take a look and see what I have. I don't think I have okay. anything that's going to. Do you have firebolt? I do not have Firebolt. I have Flaming Sphere, which I think is like the, one of those things where it takes a Gust of Wind. That's a save. Mind Spike,
1: that's a save. Mischief. That Mischief might be fun. No, No Scorching Ray, no Magic Missile. I don't have anything like that.
3: I thought you were a wizard. He's his own wizard.
1: He's a performer. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of that's what it is. Yeah, true. Like, that's I, true. This is, is going to be a sharp lesson for Thuviaepen. Thuviaepen is learning that it's it, it's dangerous out there.
0: And once again, just just because he's got advantage on the saving throw doesn't mean casting spells is a bad idea. It's just not, not our best one.
2: Right. Right. The magician's film people use After me, there's still Zeph and uh, El Torito and Uno. So there's a good chance that if I don't get the job done, that one of them will So it makes sense that if I can't do something that's going to contribute to the damage, I might as well do something that if successful will leave and make it easier to uh... think of doing Gust, but I'm not sure Gust is the best at the course of action here. You know what? Let's have some fun with it. Okay. This is a game that's meant for fun. We're going to cast yes. Net there's mischief on it.
3: What? This is not fun. There's no fun, (laughs) no fun. We're adults, (laughs)
0: we're serious serious
3: people. If you die in D&D, you you die in real life. It's like if you die in a dream, you die Mm -hmm. in D&D, you're dead in real life. You're dead, you lose your job. You
2: could put this on my performance review.
3: Yeah, actually it's performance review season and this is all gonna be on there. (laughs) All right, tell me about this
2: mischief spell. I cast Nathair's mischief on the space that it's sitting in. So I think it's a 20-foot radius. It's a pretty big creature, so I could probably put it behind it so it doesn't affect any of my my friends. Absolutely. All right, and then I roll on the mischief surge table to determine the magical effect produced. So all right, here we go. D four. Okay. On a one, the smell of apple pie fills the air, and each creature in the cube must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, or become charmed
1: by you until the start of your next turn. Interesting. Okay. That's a fun one. Apple
3: pie.
0: Okay. Rule of cool always
1: wins. Cool won't stop this thing from pecking pecking El Torito's eyes out.
0: (laughs) Well, Cool continues to win because I rolled a 10.
2: Oh, that does not save.
0: No, it does not. So it's
2: charmed by me. I've charmed a bird.
0: So read off to me. Does it specify what kind of charm it is? Like, can it just, does it just not want to attack you? It
2: just says the smell of apple pie fills the air and each creature in the cube must succeed on a wisdom saving throw to become charmed by you until the start of your next turn.
3: Wait, is El Torito in the queue? He's
2: not. I, I can't no. specifically behind it at a 20-foot radius so that it wouldn't get of our friends.
3: Oh, what happened to having some fun with... I guess there's no fun in D&D.
2: Oh, the fun must die.
4: Well, that's how you get him unprone. The smell of the apple pie lifts him up as he like, gets wafted towards it,
2: like in a cartoon. Cartoon style. Good smells will make people lift off their feet and float towards the source of the good smell. Hmm. Cartoons don't mean anything it's that.
0: Okay, you watch as it breathes in... And that eye that had been kind of trained on you, Thaviyappan, it softens a little bit, and it suddenly seems—it suddenly seems disinterested in you. And yeah, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm gonna give it a little bit of a, a negative on something here because it is slightly distracted by this apple. It's slightly distracted by this magical apple pie. Anything else, Th- Thaviyappan?
2: I think Thaviyappan hears a voice. In a dis- the distance, it says they're delicious, aren't they? I think we all know who's saying that.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Zeph. It is your turn.
4: Bonus action. Spiritual weapon's gonna do its uh, spiritual weaponing. Do its
0: thing
4: for a 15 to hit.
0: That hits. The moon comes down.
4: Seven force.
0: All right. It's it's still up, but it is it's looking rough. Oh yeah. Real rough.
4: I look over at El Torito, pinned. You're still pinned down, right? Yeah. I reach down and grab their big old, like, curved toe of their boot, and I said, This little goblin went to war, and I (sighs) cast your wounds. Nice.
1: Thank you. Ooh.
3: I really love that you are so clearly
0: a parrot.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Six. Six (laughs) points of healing.
0: El Torito, as you feel uh, some of your wounds close up, thanks to your companion, it is your turn. The beast above you still has you pinned and is still looking vicious, but it also has this weirdly distracted look on its face as it continues to sniff at the air.
1: Well, Mr. uh Vroca. I'm afraid it's time for you to go. And he is going to attack him again.
0: Alright. Uh
1: this time reckless, which will cancel out the disadvantage. Either one of those would hit, so Oh. I accidentally rolled with advantage instead of just straight, but but oh. either of those would have hit, so that's fine. Uh okay. alright. Twelve bludgeoning damage. Uh, let's go ahead and just add up all the things just in case. Another six Radiant and then three from Fury of the Small. I I know that look on your face. I'm just, I'm just,
0: as you hit it with your hammer and the, the divine energy courses through you, describe in gory detail the death of this creature.
1: So as the magic flows in through El Torito's pointy boot from his good buddy Zeph, he says, okay, Mr. Vrock, it's time for you to go. And he heaves off the claw just enough to bring the hammer, like, up and into the thing's beak, just, like, completely under its beak. And as it kind of, like, his head pops with a uh, superfluous second attack, like, just baseballs this thing's head again and sends it spinning around its neck. Awesome.
3: You've been playing some Ragnarok?
1: And he puts his hammer on his back. That one's for the Feathered Serpent.
0: Which is ironic, as this is some kind of featherless thing that, it, that is completely featherless. Yeah. The large body of this creature falls to the side, uh, releasing you and ending the fight. And as there is this final moment of calm, as a battle that's Felt like it took hours, but really only took seconds. Comes to a close. Some of you, this might have been your first major battle ever. Some of you have a little bit more experience. And as you all kind of grapple with that. Hold on.
3: Una has to say something to up in.
0: What does Una say?
3: Una clambers up onto this little thing where they've all been. And she looks at him and she's like bleeding from her temple. And she says... If you leave me alone in the dark like that again, I'm going to steal your identity and I'm going to ruin your credit. Noted. Good. And with that,
0: we'll pause here. next time we get together, we'll pick, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll pick up right here where we left off and uh, see what you want to do next uh, after this really interesting encounter. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Jesse Florence, Forrest, a.k.a. StabbyQuest, Nate Zakari, Rebecca, aka Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Oddy, Linnea Boyev, and Hunted Shadows LLC.